0: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs.
1: This is Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac.
2: A pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time and it's Henry Aaron.
3: Sad news today with the passing of Henry Aaron at the age of 86. Word came out uh, about 30 minutes ago right before uh, the crossover with Randy and Michelle and that was his famous home run that he hit the call by Milo Hamilton and he was the all-time home run king for many many years until surpassed by Barry Bonds and as we talked about uh, in that crossover uh, take it for what you will uh, however in which side of the fence you're on whether you believe Barry Bonds is the all-time home run king or not uh, aided by enhancements or if you believe that it's still Henry Aaron but one thing that cannot be disputed is the grace in which Henry Aaron uh, saw Barry Bonds pass him and it happened at AT AT&T Park in San Francisco at that time and it was a video message and remember a lot of people not happy that Bonds had passed him. Some people said hey it's great we move on I accept it and to temper everything was the grace of Henry Aaron.
4: I would like to offer my congratulations to Barry Bonds on becoming baseball's Career home run leader. It is a great accomplishment which requires skill, longevity, and determination. Throughout the past century, the home run has held a special place in baseball, and I have been privileged to hold this record for 33 of those years. I'll move over now and offer my best wishes to Barry and his family on this historical achievement. My hope today, as it was on that April evening in 1974, is that the achievement of this record will inspire others to chase their own dream.
3: It's amazing uh, how great of a player that he was just off the top of my head when he was in the Negro Leagues, he actually played shortstop, which a lot of people don't know. He played for the Indi- uh, Indianapolis Clowns and then uh, graduated from there, if you will, to Major League Baseball. I mentioned this stat uh, before because I talked about it on a broadcast, but if you take away his home runs, Tanner, if you take away his home runs, he still has over 3,000 hits that's how good of a player he was so it wasn't just about the power in the home runs which is always going to be identified understandably so with Hank Aaron but he
0: was an all-around great player that's an incredible stat and just you know growing up I've seen him do a bunch of interviews and just a great human being and it's you've lost for words losing him early this morning
3: yeah a um, lot of uh A lot of major leaguers have been lost, obviously, as we talked about recently. Don Sutton, Tommy Lasorda, obviously here in St. Louis with the passing of Lou Brock and Bob Gibson. And over the uh, past weekend with the winter warm-up and talking with Bill DeWitt Jr., they will have a special day, by the way, to honor those two. And they want to make sure that they get as many people in bush stadium as they can as we switch gears here this morning by the way i'm going to talk it over with jim hayes of fox sports midwest and my partner on uh, many of the games uh, coming up as we talk about what a baseball season could look like but in terms of lou brock and bob gibson they want to have a packed house and if that means that maybe they push that day to honor them uh, till later in the season to have a packed house they want to do that and do it right uh, which would be great remember they had the patch for lou uh, for the for the club and i'm not sure if they're going to continue that next year because of a truncated season don't have the answer to that uh you would think that there'd be something for bob with a patch maybe of some sort on the uniform uh for 2021 and it happened unfortunately on the final day of the uh, the playoffs for the cardinals when he passed that night so we'll f- i'm sure find out more as we get closer to spring training And if you missed it on the winter warmup, I I did talk to Bill DeWitt III, and I think these are some interesting comments as we look ahead, and I'll have more on on the passing of Hank Aaron coming up. But um, with Bill DeWitt III, I I wanted to get this out there because I'm not sure if everybody heard it or saw it or what their take is on this but we did get into trying to get fans in the stands, what that may look like what does a vaccine look like for the sport potentially, and also just the excitement of what um, the reaction was around baseball last week when the commissioner said to all teams, hey, we're going to report on time and we're going to get 162 in. What was the reaction for Bill DeWitt III?
5: I think it's been positive Um, you know we are at a really interesting point in time and I would hopefully we'll look back on this as the inflection point where the virus cases are sort of peaking but the vaccine is just starting to get rolled out and you know that can just cross and we can really drop it. Um, It would be nice if the players could get vaccinated before spring training because otherwise um, the protocol process will be very complicated with our complex down Mm -hmm. there and the number of players but we're going to make it work. You know, we're going to make it happen if we have to. And um, so I think that's good news. Um, We'll be ready to pivot if we have to, but uh, everybody's got their marching orders. Be ready and uh, here it comes.
3: Yeah, it's amazing. Would you anticipate the players having an opportunity to do that? Or is it just going to be the pecking order of everybody else in society that, hey, that's when you're going to get the vaccine is when you get the vaccine. And if not, you got to bubble up and this is we're going to do the best we can until we're all out and vaccinated and that's just the way it goes.
5: You know, uh, I'll give you a little insight into a a call that the commissioner had with uh, all of us in which he said, look, we could probably, you know, beg and plead with some, we we have political connections and this is a well-heeled group and, but that's not the right thing to do. You know, um, let's, let's wait till the important um, healthcare workers and everybody else gets in line. and." And we'll figure out where we are in that pecking order and, and jump in as soon as we can. And so um, we don't we want to do the right thing there. Um, you know, if you're the Florida governor and the Arizona governor, you're probably thinking, yeah, it'd be good to get spring training going. Yeah, uh, so for sure. May, maybe there's a, um, a a way for for it to happen uh, a little quicker than perhaps it otherwise would for for that reason or something, but I'm just speculating. I I think uh, when we get somebody tells us in charge, you guys are next, we'll be ready to go.
3: Absolutely. You can anticipate fans that are tuned in are are wondering if and when fans would be allowed in the stadium here at Busch Stadium. So you are anticipating at some point opening up don't know the percentage of the capacity but we do anticipate having fans at some point at Busch Stadium this year.
5: Absolutely we're gonna do whatever we're allowed to do from a health and safety standpoint obviously working with the city health department and everybody else state local there will also be some MLB guidelines that overlay any state and local guidance from the different places that baseball is played. Um, You know one of the interesting things Dan is some people said, well, maybe you can start at 10%, then 20, then 30, then 40, you know, that. I'm not sure that's possible, because if you have to have a six feet distance between Mm -hmm. twos and fours, um, the geometry dictates, really, you can only do about 28% of the the bowl if you're doing twos and fours. Um, And then everybody has to be six feet apart. Um, You can't just all of a sudden go to 50% capacity, because then the only way to do that is to shrink that six foot, distance so um, and maybe that becomes part of the way you do it I mean if they say yeah you can go from 6 to 3 or something you know we could do that but more likely than not I think we'll have somewhere between call it 8 to 12,000 that we could do again I'm projecting a little bit I sure we have to get those approvals but um, and then all of a sudden at some point i'm guessing it'll just go to unrestricted
3: and that's what we all want to see so that was bill dewitt the third full interview at cardinals.com slash wwu so looks like at some point god willing knock on wood we've got the potential to have a full stadium at bush stadium i did find it interesting tanner though what he said the geometry of the of the bowl that you know if you're six feet apart it's about twenty-eight percent of what you can get in. So, like we've all been saying, well, open it up at twenty-five percent. Then you go to fifty. Then you go to seventy-five. That's not going to work.
0: Yeah, that is interesting because that's been the whole theory from everybody. As you go ten to twenty-five to fifty, and it's just oh, well, we do this, you do this or this. No, no, there's a lot more into it, and it takes a lot of planning to get ready for a season.
3: Vaccine coming out. Hopefully, more coming out. Get the players vaccinated. Get more of the general public vaccinated, and then. Uh, we've got maybe a sense of normalcy in 2021. We will see. Andrew Miller is a part of the Players Association, um obviously a part of the Cardinals bullpen. He was on MLB Network Radio within the last day, and he talked about and was asked about the return, the potential return of both Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, and his thoughts on seeing them come back to St. Louis.
6: There's got to be mutual interest. They, they've played their, you know, essentially entire careers. I know Adam started as a Brave in the minor leagues, but, you know, they've been Cardinals for life and, you know, certainly there's got to be, you know, a desire for them to, to come back to the place they know and love and a desire for the organization to you know, bring back to, you know, fan favorites, two legends of, of St. Louis. So uh, I got my fingers crossed. I'm pulling for them. I guess I, I heard from Adam probably most recently around the new year, And I saw him a little bit before that. And, you know, I I told him, I said, we need him back. So I I think, uh, you know, hopefully things are are getting moving in the market and hopefully they get, you know, deals they're satisfied with and get a chance to come back and play another year in in St. Louis. Selfishly, I know I want it.
3: So that's on Adam Wainwright and Molina from Andrew Miller. Now, more specifically, what about Yadier Molina? Really interesting article put up by Brian Walton uh, at his website, thecardinalnation.com. And he takes a look at uh, the particular market for Yadier Molina. And what he takes into account is what may be happening in terms of a comp, which is Jason Castro, who signed a two-year deal uh, for about $7 million. And the comps, at least projections for 2021, are very similar to what uh, would be for Yadier Molina. And there's different things like war and depth charts, uh, different Uh, looks at how they project for what 2021 may look like for both these players so the comps are similar so then you would think would the contracts be similar and they wouldn't because Molina is a future hall of famer he's a red jacket and he means more to this town than probably anybody else that would be coming back to st louis barring adam wainwright wearing that cardinal uniform So it's the intangibles. And now the question becomes, how much do you pay for that? And so those intangibles, though, mean an awful lot, according to Andrew Miller.
6: I I think the thing that stands out the most to me is last year, you know, we had the shutdown. We played two less games than essentially everybody else. He was on the DL for a little while. And I think if I'm correct, he caught the most innings out of anybody in baseball. And it's not like we didn't have a good backup or capable backup. We had Matt Wieters. So... His desire to just be out there and, and pull us through, and whether that's catching, you know, fighting to catch both ends of a doubleheader, or you know, staying in a game that is, you know, kind of a blowout, or, or not taking a breather on the day game after the night game, kind of thing. It's just it's incredible to watch his desire just to be out there and, and you know find a way to pull the other guys through on, and, and find a way to win.
3: So again, the market is somewhat being set. Remuto probably signs here, I would imagine, and got to be in the next week or so there's more and more teams that are saying that they are in on him and that market is being set castro gets set as brian pointed out there are some metrics there that kind of set the market i you know identical idea of what it would cost to be uh bring in molina and then you say well what's it worth then for legacy and that's what we've been talking about all off season uh the news though today is about hank aaron he has passed away at the age of 86 Obviously, remembered in sports history for so many things, but the most famous is passing Babe Ruth on the all-time home run list. And he had an all-off season to think about this, the horrible messages, the terrible uh, racist messages that he would get leading into this to pass uh, Babe Ruth. And one of the things that uh, he said is, quote, I don't want them to forget Ruth. I just want them to remember me. Hank Aaron dead at the age of 86.
4: Once again, a standing ovation
7: for Henry Aaron. Though the confrontation for the second time, Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So we'll see what Downing does. Al at the belt delivers, and he's low. Ball one, and that just adds to the pressure. The crowd booing. Downing has to ignore the sound effects.
6: And stay a professional in pitches games. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a
7: high
2: drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone.
1: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on One Hundred and One ESPN.
3: karen uh dead at the age of 86 second in major league history in home runs, 755 all-time leader and runs batted in well over 2200 2297 and a very sad day in baseball but we brighten your day because i get the chance to visit with one of my best friends in the world had to pay him a lot of money to do this but that is uh, jim hayes of fox sports midwest jimmy how are you
7: I'm doing great. I uh, I know the check's in the mail. It's always great to come on scoops with you, Danny. But it is sad because uh, uh, we lost uh, a great one in Hank Aaron. When I, you know, when you hear the news and you start, I, I was a little kid watching home run number seven fifteen, Al Downing on the on the hill. I remember it as a kid, knowing that that was a piece of history and what he went through. Um, you know, there was uh, at, at the time, there was a lot of hatred for an African-American about to break uh, Ruth's record. And then you, you just think of the numbers. I mean, not only was he so talented, but he was so talented for such a long period of time. That's the amazing thing. He had uh, 19 straight seasons with 24 homers or more. I mean, that's ridiculous you talk about consistency and in today's game you know when the guys on the free agent market you think about a guy who you know can do it every single year at, at that level just just an amazing athlete
3: i brought this up earlier um if you take away his home runs, 700 plus he still has over three thousand hits that's unbelievable i mean think about that that's an incredible incredible stat Take away the home runs, over 3,000 hits. And that sums right. it up. Well, he, it was just all all he was an all-around three-time,
7: player. Three-time gold lover, and he had 17 seasons with 150 hits or more. Think about that. 17 yeah. seasons. Finished his career. In the last couple of years, he wasn't as productive. I think he, he played 23 seasons. But you take those numbers. But he finished his career as a three-zero-five hitter with a great on-base percentage. So you're right to point that out. He was a lot more than, than just home runs.
3: You know, we get the chance to run across so many unique individuals in and out of the sport when we travel um, with the Cardinals and and with Major League Baseball. I'm curious if you did run across Hank Aaron. I, I had the chance to visit with him uh, briefly a couple of times. Grace, dignity class all those things could be uh um, you know attributed to him uh in his name i'm i'm just curious if you had that uh, that privilege as well
7: never never got a chance to meet him danny i saw him uh in my travels as a reporter at at one point and you know like we we meet a lot of people danny and <clears throat> we you know we 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 get to know some of them but just seeing a guy like Hank Aaron almost made my knees buckle. I yeah. mean, I'm a baseball fan, you know? And like I said, I remember sitting at my grandma's watching him break Bruce record as a kid, understanding the importance of what I was seeing. And so when I just got a glimpse of him, when I was near him one time, honestly, you get that little tingle and your, 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 your knees buckle a little bit, but no, I never, I never did get a chance. It, it, it's a shame Um, I I wonder if kids today understand the greatness of Hank Aaron. We're lucky we live in St. Louis where baseball is more than a a pastime. It's sort of a family tradition where, you know, it's passed down from – you know, from one generation to the next to the next. So I'll bet in St. Louis more people might know about uh, Hank Aaron at, at a younger age. I hope people appreciate the greatness of that man.
3: You offer great perspective on this, Jim Hayes, my oh. guest. Um, and I mean this sincerely, you know, your dad was an entertainer in New York and actually had a top five hit that was across the billboard. So you probably were around some entertainers and certainly around the entertainment industry. So seeing you know, a star in entertainment, music, whatever, probably wasn't a huge deal for you. Maybe it was, wasn't, whatever. But when we go around and we see guys, not that I'm numb to it, um, because I'm like you, I love this game of baseball. I'm a fan of sports, but I love, love baseball. There are certain guys that, like you said, make your knees buckle uh Stan was one of those guys, Bob Gibson was one of those guys, Lou Brock, yeah. list goes on and on. I I'm ju- I'm just curious, are are there any of those guys that still make you go wow and your knees do well, buckle?
7: I, I got to say that uh thanks to you and Tim McCarver uh I I got to meet Willie Mays and he offered to sign a baseball which I immediately gave to my kid Tyler. Um but just being in the room with him Danny I was nerve like I'm a broadcaster. I may not be the best broadcaster, but I've done it for a long time, you know. Like nerves aren't necessarily something I deal with. I remember being in that room and we're and we're in there with with Tim McCarver, who's you know a Hall of Famer, <laughs> but we're in the room with Willie Mays and I remember I was I mean I was having trouble breathing. Yeah. We are so lucky in our job some of the greats that we we get to meet. And you know, I'll be honest with you, Danny. Um, I got to know Bob Gibson a little, I didn't know him. Well, I got to know him a little, I got to know him because he loves Tim McCarver and he loves you. So I'm thankful for that too. But that was another guy. When, uh, when I shook his hand for the first time, you, you feel those knees. <laughs> yes, you
3: do. Yes. It's, it's intimidating, but it's fun, man. It's so much fun. I'm going to miss those guys. God, I'm going to miss Bob Gibson so much. Um, uh, let's let's talk a little bit too. I wanted to get you on, obviously, to talk about the upcoming season. So I, I don't want to uh, miss the opportunity to do that because you offer great perspective on this as well. And it's Yachty and it's Wayno. And I played a, a clip with Andrew Miller, and he was talking about how he really wants those guys to come back. And I, I think anybody that that talks about those two players publicly, especially their teammates, are saying, "Hey, we want them back." I guess it comes down to legacy and, and what they mean to the franchise and all those things. What do you, what do you think? Where, do you, where does this go? And, and just where, where are you with those two players and trying to come back to St. Louis?
7: I want them back. Uh, I want them back. I think the deal with Wayno, based on uh, what I think he's hoping to get might be easier as opposed to uh, Yachty. Um, I, I really hope it happens. And I know, while nothing's happened to this point, um, the, the Cardinals are, are battling one of the things that I think has kept them consistently good. And, Danny, you know this. It's not just rights holder stuff. You talk to other guys from uh, other teams, front offices or national broadcasters, and they always say the thing that keeps the Cardinals consistent every year is that they're dedicated to their plan of not overreacting to things, not not jumping in on a big contract because that seems to be, uh, you know, what the public wants or because, um, they can make a big splash, you know, that they're, they're very dedicated to doing things a certain way. And I think right now, based on what happened in 2020 and some uncertainty with the future ahead, you know, they're, they're trying to abide by that, the discipline with how they go about things, you know, as well as I, and I know you talked to them recently, uh, Bill DeWitt understands legacy players and, and the importance of legacy players to Cardinal history and to what it means to the to the fan base. I, I, they, they went through that with Albert Pujols, too. You know, I, I, from what I understand, Danny, at the very end with Pujols, uh, Bill DeWitt Jr. Uh, told John Mazzaloc, "Let's let's up the ante. You know, we want to keep this guy. And the Cardinals were kind of surprised that their offer didn't play. I know the Cardinals want to bring those guys back, but they want to do it as efficiently as they can and within the parameters of how they operate. I know that's tough for fans to hear, but I'm one uh, you know, as I sit here, I want Yachty back, and I want Wayno back. There's no question about it.
3: I also think they still can play. I mean, that's the other thing. It's not like you're rolling out, all due respect, uh, Willie Mays playing center field in New York at the very end of his career. These guys can still play. You know, Waino may have been the MVP of the team last year, and who knows – at an advanced age and trying to bounce back, and if there's a full season, if he can keep it at, at that level. Same thing with Yachty, a lot of mileage on that body, but going off of what we saw last year, the guys are still playing at a pretty decent level.
7: Dan, I totally agree with you. wayno first of all, I will never bet against that guy. Um, I mean, Wayno was their guy last year. Anytime that they needed, I mean, when they came back, it was it was on Waino. I mean, he he guided them through that in terms of pitching, and I I think the hilarious thing with Yadier Molina is in recent years we were hearing, "Got to limit yadi's innings," "Got to limit yadi's innings," and you stopped hearing that. You know why? Because the guy wanted to play, and when he did, he played at a really high level. And the other thing too, in terms of durability, I mean, I don't know where he gets it, but you know, yadi has a, an injury, something happens along the way. And he's back before anyone thinks it's possible. I mean, this guy's drive to play and to maintain uh, you know, that level of performance is remarkable. And I think that bodes well for can he do it for another year or the year after that. Yeah, you're right. Both guys still can do it.
3: And we still don't know about the young outfielders. Um, 60 games, tough to understand what happened with... Uh, lane thomas with covid obviously he wasn't the same player when he came back there's no doubt about that he he was not at a level that needed to be uh at the major leagues and covid affected him and it's been publicly stated I, i'm curious to see how this plays out if you give one of these guys or a couple of guys 500 at bats to see where they go and i i guess this is this is time to either figure it out or cut bait but i guess we're going to figure it out here in 2021
7: you know, in fairness, too, you look at 2020 and the way the season unfolded, you know, with the shortened season, uh, lack of preparation, the stops and starts. And, and, and Danny, you talk to players, too. Um, you know, like in terms of watching scouting video and and amount of time in the training room, I mean, it was it was cut down just so they could keep playing. So do you take 2020 and say that's who these guys are? I think you look at the way Dylan Carlson came back after he was sent down. I think that guy will be a star. I, I believe that before. I believe it again, and then they got to find out. You know, is is Tyler O'Neill not just a Gold Glover, but a guy who can give them the power that he's shown throughout his career? And you know, Lane Thomas admits he said I came back. I, just, I was cloudy. I wasn't the. He did not respond well since he came back um, from COVID. And do those guys deserve another look? Look, John like basically, you know, said you you, you got to see what you have here because. In the past, they've given up on guys that have gone elsewhere and and performed really well. So do you want to pay a bunch of money for another guy who, who might not be as good as the guys that are here? And so that's the Cardinals' decision at this point is to see what they have and give them another shot after 2020.
3: I don't know where you stand on this, but here's here's what I got is my solid five minus Waino. I got Michaelis in no particular order, KK and Flaherty in my rotation. And I think the inside track, even though they probably got about 10 guys are telling to stretch out as starters, but I'm going to go with Gomber. I like a, another lefty in the rotation potentially. And I'm going to go with Alex Reyes. Uh, I'm going to keep uh, Carlos Martinez in the bullpen. I'm going Gomber and Reyes as being maybe four and five. It may be chancy, who knows, and because of a truncated season, I know I'm going to need all these guys anyway, But um, and maybe some of these starts are going to be short because of that, but it's going to be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. But I, I like Gomber and Reyes in my rotation. What do you think?
7: Gomber was great last year. He was great out of the bullpen. He was great when he was called upon to start, and you talk to his teammates and they say, this guy just comes after you. I I like the left-hander, and with Reyes, I mean, Danny, you know, he's been through so much. It's tough not to root for that guy, but let's not forget that when he was a prospect in terms of stuff, his stuff was as good as anybody. Now we ran into injuries. He had to sort of build himself back up, but what we saw last year, you know, and it wasn't a huge sample size really makes me believe he's back. And now he's got even more time removed from really a couple of pretty serious injuries. When you see the ball come out of his hand. All right. This is a guy who's got a bunch of pitches that are good, but the ball comes out of his hand. Like he's just playing catch, you know, with someone on the sideline and it's 98 miles an hour. I think he can be dominant. And I think Cardinal pitching is going to be the strong suit along with defense. I'd like to see them upgrade offensively. I think they need it, especially a left-handed bat, but I'm, I'm bullish on the, the pitchers. And as Jack Clarity told me in an interview, in terms of young pitching, he says, we have young pitching for days. And they really do. they got a bunch of guys in the bullpen who could end up starting, but they have a lot of options.
3: How are you going to do your job in spring training? Any any word on – I know fans are curious about that. Is it going to be Zoom? Are you going to
7: be able to get down there? Um,
3: Any idea on on how this may look for you?
7: Danny, since, you know, um, in the pecking order – I'm like 40 people below you. I thought you would tell me, but you know, you, you know this cause you've, you've had to do it too. I, I think one of the things, you know, I just tweeted about this cause I was thinking about the season ahead. Major league baseball is great. No matter what tweaks they want to do, it's great. The thing that it was missing last year, more than anything was the fans. It, it's not the same without the fans. I hope they can come back safely. And I also think one of the things, especially in St. Louis fans, want to know their players. They want to see the personal side. And I think we lost that last year. The Cardinal staff, especially in PR did a wonderful job getting guys out there. I think players did a great job getting the zoom, making themselves available, but let's be honest. When you're on a zoom call, Danny, you got a mask on, you got 20 people that you can't really see, can't really hear. You don't know who they are. I think you don't get that ability to get to know the players again, to, to get a sense for their personalities, to, to really know what they're all about. I'm hoping baseball can come back safely where we can do stuff with players one-on-one because I think the personality side is so important. I mean, it, it's a player's league. Baseball's nothing without the players and the fans, but the fans want to know the players. And uh, I, it, it was tough for everyone last year.
3: You did a hell of a job, Jimmy. I mean that. And you do a great job making sure that you do get insight when – it's very tough to do, and not just going on the general media uh, Zoom calls, so you're to be uh, commended for that. Um, i got to tell you, as we wrap it up, the Packers are going to win this weekend, so go to that FanDuel Paradise and go ahead and put in the promo code WXOS. Uh, if Is that you're free
7: money, Danny? Free that, money?
3: Yeah, that's free. That's my that just promo code WXOS when you do that, right. Jimmy.
7: I will, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Packers, too. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks for doing this. Thanks. Always a pleasure, Danny. Like I always say, I love coming on here, and I love that you have a radio show because people get to see more of the funny side. You are one of the funniest guys I know. And one other thing, I'm going to throw more praise on you. I'm, I'm I straight-laced on this show. Too, one more thing, one more thing. Yeah. Like when you're hosting one of these things, yeah. you jump in, never kick a word. When I'm doing it, I'm like a nervous wreck for two hours before. You are the cap to you, sir.
3: Uh, you're very smooth, Jimmy. and And tell Stella I said hi, will you please?
7: Stella's right. Stella, Danny Mac says hi. She's barking right now. Danny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell the story and how you got Stella, or should we leave that out? Well, if you want me to, it's your show. No, I, I go ahead. Stella, the
7: dog. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I have a, a, a dog that we had uh, researched a bunch of times, and we ended up getting a dog, and uh, it's in California, and we were going to have, we we're going to somehow get her out here, and then the pandemic hit. And the, the lady that bred the dog, still a, a mini bull terrier, but she can't be shown because she has a marking that apparently isn't up to breed stand. I don't even know. But anyway, in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> the lady said, you got to get your dog. And there was no way to get her. My kid, you know, already attached or sending videos and everything. I had to fly there, wrapped head to toe. I mean, it, it was still okay to, to fly at the time, but no one was doing it to go bring this dog back in the middle of a pandemic and she's here healthy. And I'm not kidding you. I had like five masks on and, you know, I, I didn't just socially distance. So you're I telling mean, me,
3: hold on, point. hold on. You're telling me you couldn't get Stella with a drive down to somewhere in, in Missouri, or Illinois, or Iowa. You had to go out to the West coast to go get this dog. Yeah. Yeah.
7: And just know that. the hell's wrong uh, this... with you? <laughs> it was, it was, it, it, to, to be honest with you, this dog was supposed to end up being brought to, to Chesterfield, yeah. and it did not happen. Uh-huh. And suddenly, the family's looking at Dad. What are we going to do?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the things that you do for Tyler, my man. I love it. You're a great yeah. dad, Jimmy, as I always say on Twitter to you. Very you're pr- great, too. Thank you, Danny. Very proud of you. You know that. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. See you, Danny. You got it. That's uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes. 618 Jimmy the Cat Hayes reminds me of one of the best – on regional sports affiliates he is the best he does a hell of a job on those games and uh going around and getting the interviews and his relationship with the players is truly uh second to none
1: i mean that he does a really really great job more of what you want to hear scoops with danny mack in podcast form on 101 espn
2: Earlier in the season, the modest, imperturbable star of two cities, Milwaukee and now Atlanta, took dead aim on number 3,000. And Henry Aaron got it in Cincinnati, the first man ever to put 3,000 hits and 500 home runs together. Well, this is a great feeling, really, uh...
4: You have to realize there have been so many great ball players that have played this game, and I'm speaking about guys, fellas like Ruth, Williams, and just to name a few of them that have played this game and have not accomplished this feat. This is really great, really. I just feel overwhelmed, and I feel like uh, I just feel like a newborn child.
3: Hit number three thousand for Hank Aaron, and if you missed it, and if you're just joining us, Hank Aaron has passed away at the age of eighty-six, and. Uh, the mutual awards which is right here in St. Louis he he mentioned to Frank Veverito who he had on 101 ESPN i guess it was probably about a month ago Frank telling us that Hank told him it's the most meaningful award that he's ever gotten in his life and we know he's gotten a ton of those awards and in the interview with Bob Costas for that award he talked about his relationship with Stan the Man
4: it meant an awful lot to me you know to 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 just uh, be able to sit down and talk to Stan Musia. You know, when I got my 3,000, my first 3,000, not my 3 I'm sorry. I think it was my 1,000 base hit, I believe it was. Uh, who was there but Stan Musia? He came all the way from St. Louis. I don't know how he got there, by plane or what, but he came there and honored me with his presence and being there to play tribute to my getting the, the base hit. Uh he was he, I don't know, you know, he and I, he and I got along very well. Uh, I've always had fun with him. And he's always had fun with me. And we talked to each other and we talked baseball. And I'm telling you, you know, somebody that knowed an awful lot about baseball, he knew an awful lot about hitting. I mean, he knows an awful lot about it.
3: Yeah, about 7,000 hits between the two of them and the greatest of admiration between the two, Hank Aaron and Stan the Man.
4: I cared an awful lot for Stan. Stan and I traveled to Vietnam many, 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 many years ago. And he and I got to be, well, we got to be friends, teammates, so to speak. And uh, we got along very well. I teased him a lot about certain things. And after we left the house, you know, it's a funny thing, Bob, you know, the only person that carried a camera on that whole trip was Stan Musial. And would you know that Stan didn't have one picture that come out? <laughs> All of them were blanks. <laughs> he was quite a ball player. And we, we talked about ball play. We talked about baseball all the time you know i mean other guys were talking about other things and i think he and i stood and we talked about baseball and i i really enjoyed him he he was he was quite a quite a young man
3: incredible stuff with bob costas and the late great hank aaron uh, recorded a couple of months ago for the mutual awards right here in st louis Uh, Hank Aaron passed away at the age of 86. We're going to cross it over in just a moment.
1: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Time now for the crossover. Brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Close to home or close to work. For quality tires and expert auto service, you can always count on Dobbs.
3: We're saying thanks to St. Louis Area Education employees with Hubbard Radio's Deserving Deliveries. Today's uh, Deserving Deliveries put together by 101 ESPN, Hubbard Radio, St. Louis, and Scott Credit Union. 100 lunches are being delivered today to the staff at Oak Brook Elementary by Super Smokers Barbecue. Where is our next deserving delivery headed to next Friday? You can nominate your favorite school staff now at 101ESPN.com. And thank you again to all area educators and staff working hard during these. Extraordinary times. It is time for the crossover. The guys are over at Centine. The Blues getting on the ice in about ten minutes or so. Hey, fellas. Uh, good morning to you. Hopefully, you're doing well.
2: Doing We're... fantastic, Dan. How are you doing today, fantastic, buddy?
3: Fantastic, Danny mack I'm doing well. I didn't know if you saw this, but the NFL said there will be now twenty two thousand fans allowed at Raymond James Stadium for the Super Bowl. So. 7,500 vaccinated health care workers as guests of the league, plus 14,500 other fans. So the majority of these health care workers, all of whom will have received both doses of the vaccine, will come from the Tampa and Central Florida area. They will receive free Super Bowl tickets and game day experiences directly from the league. In addition, all 32 NFL clubs will select vaccinated health care workers from their communities to attend the game. And uh, the protocols are already in place by the league. Found it interesting. We're going to have over 22,000, right around 22,000 fans for the Super Bowl. It's going to be like an actual game with fans. It's going to be
2: weird. Well, well, about a third of what you would typically expect. But yeah, I mean, it's it's better, well, what right? do you
3: want? You want 500 or do you want 22,000?
2: No, of course. Yeah, I think they were planning to have about 15 and now they've added a few extra thousand. And it's great, Dan. It's great. It's kind of similar to what we saw from the Blues in the first game of the year um, where they tried to get some of the frontline workers out there. And I think that's what the NFL is trying to do here. So, yeah, full credit to them. It's still it's going to be weird because it's a Super Bowl and you don't have full fans. I I was out in Miami last year. Um, That was my last week actually covering the Chiefs. Um, And so it just kind of thinking back to what that experience was. And if you've never been to a Super Bowl as a fan, I honestly like the game is the least exciting part of the week. The right. week itself is where all of the fun is had. There's parties everywhere. Uh, I I can only speak of my experience last year in Miami, but it's basically a street party for a week leading up to what is the event. And then a lot of people honestly go home prior to the actual event that is the Super Bowl. So it's going to be weird not being able to have that this year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool that they were able to get a few extra thousand fans in the stands.
3: Alex, what's it been like down at uh, Enterprise Center with some of the fans? Obviously, it's about 500 people or so family and friends and then frontline workers. has it been a seamless transition to get them in and out of the building? What's it been like?
0: Yeah, I mean, at least from what I'm hearing, Dan, because unfortunately they are trying to keep those numbers to a minimum, so I've been doing pre- and post-games from our network studios, but talking with Curbs and talking with Joey, um, they've both said that it seems to be a a pretty seamless transition. Now, granted, you've only had a couple hundred people in the building, which you know they're they're used to having 17,000 people in the building on normal nights but you know the conversations i had with some of the security guards when when they did their final scrimmage before the season began they said that you know there wasn't much training up to that point they're going to take these first couple of home games as that testing period to show the nhl and show the local governments that the they can handle this at enterprise center so you know i would imagine that as the season continues to move along and that's really strong news from the nfl with vaccines and getting more people in i would imagine local governments are going to start trying to uh, test that theory out but uh, at least from the people that i have spoken to at enterprise and people that have been there it, it seems to be so far an em- a seamless transition
3: all right that's good news uh what's
2: coming up on the show boys so I'm very excited about the interview that we've got today, Dan. We've got Blaze Aldridge, who's the new Mizzou linebacker. He transferred in from Rice. He's probably going to be a starter for them. He was a two-time All-Conference player down at Rice University. He's got a great backstory, and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have him on today. So we'll talk to Blaze Aldridge coming up at 12:15. We also will talk. By the way, about is the- that the
3: guy that looks like Spicoli?
2: yeah that's the one um he's like i said he's got a really interesting backstory went to juco um ended up at rice was a two-time all-conference player there now is getting his opportunity in the sec so um a a pretty good underdog story that i'm I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about
3: looking forward to it all right guys have a great weekend thanks tanner awesome job and we'll talk to you at 10 on monday on 101 espn
1: you've been listening to scoops with danny mack the podcast powered by i promise